take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 3, Chapter 10. Today, I am interviewing Patty Sorel, the queen, the one and only, the director of Twist and Shout. I think there's a lot to be heard from Patty Sorel about Twist and Shout, and there's a lot to be learned about the benefits of attending Twist and Shout. This is going to be the largest gathering for balloon twisters in the world, and I'm going to be there. Will you be there too? Here is the interview with Patty Sorel. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 3, Chapter 10, the season about conventions. And boy, oh boy, I am so excited about today's interview with the legend, the one and only Patty Sorel, the director of Twist and Shout. Hello, Patty. Hi, Zivi. How are you? I'm really excited about finally talking with you and adding the twist and shout to the amazing lineup of conventions that I have in season three. And I feel like twist and shout is uh, just not a regular convention that I talk about because I also have the privilege of teaching in twist and shout uh, 17. So before we go into the details of the next twist and shout and all of the details about where and when and why uh, people should attend it, I just want to ask you first, Patty, how are you feeling? Well, you know, it, from day to day, I feel different. Some days I'm perfectly fine and I do my work and I'm great. Some days I'm just a total mess. Um, Royal was, he was my best friend. He was my business partner. Of course, he was my husband of 25 years. And so it's it's hard, excuse me, to um, be without him. But I know I have a job to do. I have a lot of jobs to do, and I'm going to get through them. And I've got a, a lot of friends. I've got employees and performers who work for us. I've got family who is helping me. Um, and I've got all the balloon people across this planet who are um, just totally supportive and wonderful. So thank you. Yeah, and I I want to thank you, Patty, for you know being so strong and uh, like a beacon of light for all of us uh, in these hard times. Uh, it was hard for all of us, and I feel overwhelmed by the magnitude of of your loss. And I thank you for stepping up for the good of the industry, like you stepped up all of those years. I, I don't think I could ever abandon Twist and Shout, ever, um, because it was always my passion. Royal helped, but, you know, as people call me the queen, it, it was always my passion to uh, give back to the twisters. I'm, I'm not a twister myself, but I love what twisters do for a living, and I want to make sure that they can continue, uh, you know, to do this as a profession and not just a hobby. And so that's why I've always wanted to do the convention. Um, and I love, I, I'm, I'm a twister groupie, if you will. I, I enjoy what they do and how they do it, and I just want to help them to succeed. Um, and so when the twisters come to Twist and Shout, they can help me succeed by, by attending. Yeah. So it's a win-win for all of us. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Twist and Shout and uh, we'll come back to understanding about, you know, there are implications and we need to know that uh, what are those. But let's first talk a little bit about the overview of uh, Twist and Shout. So uh, when is Twist and Shout 17? So Twist and Shout is February 22nd through the 26th of 2017. It is in um, a town called Kissimmee, Florida, which is just outside of Orlando. Um, Orlando is the, the big tourist destination in, in America with the um, Disney theme parks, the Universal theme parks, SeaWorld, um, lots of, of sun and sunshine. Um, 
and it, it'll it's it's in a hotel that is about ten minutes from Disney World, but far enough away that you're not going to have nine million children running around the hotel. Um, they've got a convention space for us that is apart from the main hotel, so we have the run of the run of the place. So we can do anything we want. We can get crazy and jam all night and all day and all night again if we'd like. So it's going to be five days, a five-day event. And I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's probably the biggest gathering of twisters in humanity right now. Do you know any other I, I, conventions that is bigger than, than, than Twist and Shout? Um, uh, Millennium Jam was close. And although World Balloon Convention is a bigger balloon convention, they are not just twister-oriented. There are a lot of conventions out there that add in other entertainment, whether it's magic or face painting or clowning. Um, Twister Shout is only for balloon twisters, not even decorators. I mean, they, they'll come and they will learn, but this is highly concentrated, highly specialized and people who want to twist and entertain with balloons. And that's, and that's why I like to keep it as concentrated as it, as it is and not branch out into those other disciplines because you're only going to water it down. And uh, I want the cream of the crop in terms of classes, in terms of competitions, in terms of attendees. I want people to really get a solid, solid education in twisting. Is it... Is it appropriate for a beginner twister to attend Twist and Shout, do you think? Um, that's a, that's a, something that I wrestle with all the time. I like to have beginners because there are always things that a beginner sees in a performance or in a twist that the veterans forget about. How cool was this simple sculpture that people love? Or they're looking at a, a twist in another way that sometimes... Us veterans forget if a person who is a beginner is um, apprehensive about whether or not they're going to fit in, uh, I tend to suggest that they go online to look at some um, instructional videos to get the basic stuff so, so that you know the names of the twists, you know what you can do, and then once you get there, You can work on your speed. You can work on your entertainment skills. You can work on your business aspects of what you do. So I still think it's very appropriate. But if you're afraid of your, your skill level, then the classes are not going to be as important to you as the jam room, which is going to be invaluable. So tell us more about the jam room. How, how do you operate the jam room? Basically, the jam room is actually run by the manufacturers. Um, two days, the Qualitex company has the jam room and they have all of their samples out and their representatives to, to help and explain and talk about the product. And two days, Metallic has the jam room and each company runs their jam room a little bit dif different, but basically the jam room is open all day. We do close the jam room during the evening functions, the stage competition, the dress competition and the gala. The um, uh, manufacturers put their balloons out on display in big open bins, and the twisters are welcome to come in, have a seat, grab some balloons, and start playing. You can bring your own balloons into the jam room, too. There's nothing wrong with that. If there's uh, a piece you want to practice that you saw in class, if there is something that you've never tried before and you would need somebody to help you figure it out, you're, you know, we're, we're a family and we like to help each other. Um, we certainly love to show off. So here's this great twist I did. And then somebody's going to say, oh, that's cool. Show me how you did it. And the ball rolls and we just share and share. Um, the gym room's open all night. You can certainly bring in a snack or a beverage if you're, <laughs> if you're so inclined. Um, and it is just a little, it's free form. You know, you come and go as you please. Our jams are just that. You come in, you play with balloons. There are no classes or instructors in it in a jam. It, and that's a philosophical difference that, that I have with some people. Some people think a jam needs an instructor. We have classes that have instructors. The jam is just free form play. You pick up your instrument and you play with it. 
do you have to bring your own pumps? You ought to bring your own pump, yes. There's usually uh, a pump or two in the gym room floating around that uh, a couple of demonstration models that a couple of manufacturers let us play with. But when you're talking about, you know, 100 or 200 people at a time, you, you should bring your own pump, either a hand pump or like a Filbert or a Mac pump or your electric, whatever you're comfortable with. Or if you're good at mouth inflating, that's fine too. But you don't have to bring your, your balloons on the airplane either because they weigh a lot. And um, <laughs> it, it takes a lot of money to fly with, with a lot of baggage here in America. Speaking of flying with big baggage, can you buy stuff in Twist and Shout? Yes, we do have a vendor's room. Um, and that has set hours and those will be posted. Um, and... Basically, you can buy balloons there. We will have pumps. We will have clothing. We'll have balloon accessories like bags and cutters um, and all sorts of little paraphernalia. We don't have exactly which vendors. We're still trying to get some vendors in. But I know Clown Supplies was there last year. They'll be there again, as well as Prince Corner um, and a few others. So, And even if you wanted to just go to the vendor's room and test something out. So you wanted to test this pump against that pump, see which one you like better, and then you can always order when you get home. You don't necessarily have to take it there with you. Of course. But, of course, there will be some. And this, you know, a lot of people do drive in as well, so you'll be able to load up your car with balloons and pumps and more balloons and cutters. From, uh, from your experience in the jam room, even though there are no, you know, a structured uh, lessons in the gym room or something like that. But I have to ask, does the instructors usually hang out in the gym room as well? It is mandatory that they hang out in the gym room. The, uh, the instructors, um, because a lot of them are veterans and they are teaching, sometimes they have a tendency to go back to their room or the teacher's prep room to, to prep for the next class. But I am trying to get them to stay in the jam room more so that after a class is completed, anybody who has a question can follow the teacher into the jam room, get a little bit closer, more hands-on, or ask a question that they didn't have time to ask in the class. And that will help you know, get the lesson sunk in a little bit more deeply as well. So we try to get the, the instructors to stay in the jam room as much as possible. Do you also have a build, a big build that people can contribute to? I generally do not organize a big build. There are other things going on. Last year in the jam room, Vitalik did their own big build within the jam room. Um, uh, this year on, I believe it's going to be maybe Wednesday, the day before the convention starts, Vitalik will be... Uh, creating the stage decor and Qualitex will be creating lobby decor and there are opportunities that day for people to come in and help um, as much as they you know they want if they don't feel like taking any master classes on Wednesday they can certainly come and help so those are kind of build, big builds that are going on in addition I certainly would love to open the opportunity for um, anybody who is entering like a large sculpture If they need help, that they should put it out on the Facebook group that, you know, calling help. I need people who can just blow and tie the balloons as I need them so that the artist can actually do the twisting and the creating. And they don't have to take all that time making balloons. And you actually do learn a whole lot from being in those situations like doing a stage decor, lobby decor, helping someone else out with a project because you you understand as they're talking and demonstrating what they're doing how their thinking is why they're doing this twist or why they're putting that color next to another color so you get a, li a lot more in-depth reasoning behind what's going on it's a very cool aspect last year in twist and shout 16 in the competition about costumes the the end mm -hmm. result of those amazing costumes Uh, went quite viral. Uh, oh, yes, Conrad the Unicorn. For example, yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> do, you, do you work with local 
news media, television or something like that? I generally do not. Sometimes other you know, news media, newspapers, radio, TV will approach me before the convention because the convention bureau of the city puts out what events are happening in the local hotels. And so I get a call. Can we come in and interview you Could, or can we come interview a couple of people? I will always accept that, but I don't go looking for publicity. And again, I have a very specific philosophy on this. Twist and Shout is a professional event for balloon professionals. If a TV station comes out and does an interview, they're going to say, well, can the public come see this? And I want to say no. I prefer you didn't because you will inevitably get a lot of mothers and children wanting to come see the balloons, wanting to come touch the balloons, wanting to come get a free balloon. And we're here to learn in our own little uh, world of, of balloons. And we're not really here to entertain the public as they want to come in for free. So I would prefer to keep it a closed group. And when, when you get that kind of viral um, media, like Conrad, it's, it's great if the um, originator is credited. Sometimes they're not. And I would rather see it go that way than have a bunch of people come into the convention, you know, saying, I want one, I want one. When we're actually, you know, and the, the thing is, the performers would love to twist for everybody, but this is their job. And they need to get paid for their job. And these people coming in off the streets might not want to pay them. Um, so I'm a little, I'm, I'm protective of, of my little children, so to speak. I don't want them taken advantage of. I want them to be there to learn and to be with, with their friends and not to feel obligated that they have to perform when they've, when they've come for another purpose. Um, You know, the, uh, the year that we were in Las Vegas, there was a little bit of a viral buzz when some of our costume pieces went out on uh, the Las Vegas Strip and walked around and took pictures of people, which was also fun. Um, but again, we weren't looking for that uh, kind of viral buzz because, honestly, it doesn't do anything to bring in more twisters to my convention. It, it serves to just, you know, kind of muddle the convention by bringing people who aren't part of it into the mix. And again, you certainly don't want the public coming in to, say, the competition room where all the smalls and the mediums and the unemployed pieces are and touching them. Because even last year, a piece disappeared, um, something that Jeff D'Ambrosio had made and spent a lot of hours on it and somebody stole it. And we don't know if it was a hotel person, one of the cheerleaders that had come for a different conference, one of our own twist and shot people. We have no idea who took it. And we couldn't see anything on security cameras. A um, couple months later, it showed up back at the hotel. And so it got back to, to Jeff. But I, I, hate, I feel responsible when things like that happen. So the safer that we can make the convention for the twisters and for their pieces that they really worked so hard on, uh, I think the happier that I will be. How many classes do you run at the same time? Three. There are always three classes, and they're all um, – I try to make them so that there are three different disciplines being taught at any given time. So you'll have maybe a performance class in room number one, maybe a business class in room number two, and a class on techniques in room number three, how to do this particular crazy twist that's going to break your knuckles. Um, so I try to, you know, don't put two business classes up against two business classes because some people don't care about the business. They just want to learn the trick and some people don't care about, you know, they only want to do performance. So I, I try to keep it that way as much as possible. But if you had 17 classes against each other, it'd just be a nightmare for, <laughs> for me to keep track of. And, you know, and it's hard to make a decision. So if you've got three and if you don't like any of them, the jam room is always open. So you still have that fourth room, if you will. How many classes can you take in a day? Um, let's see. On Thursday and Friday, I believe it's Thursday and Friday, there are, both, there are five classes. We start at 8 in the morning, or 8.30, 8 
We go until five, and then there's a midnight class. And then on Saturday, there's only four classes because we have um, the, the gala on Saturday night. So those are our last classes. And on Sunday, there are master classes, which is something unique to Twist and Shout. Uh, on the private, private classes, I'm sorry. On Sunday, we have the private classes where anybody who is not an instructor already or even an instructor can post a class that they will take the money, they will set their price, they will find a location within the hotel, and they'll teach it whatever they want. But it's not a class that's taught in the regular convention itself. So if you have a brilliant class idea, but I, as a producer, said I, it's not going to fit into Twist and Shout this year, maybe another year, doesn't mean you can't teach it. Now you can teach it, and you're going to charge $10 a hit, $20 a hit, whatever you feel it's worth. Um, and then people can take classes on Sunday morning too. Is that something that is new for this year, or it's always been that way? Oh, it's been going on for many years, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that started with Tom Myers way back in the day, um, and I thought it was a great idea. Again, it gives people the opportunity to teach, especially if somebody's never taught a class before to begin with, and they have this idea that they want to teach. They can at least get a little bit of, of learning and skill in teaching and say, oh, I'm a horrible teacher, or I'm a great teacher, or, you know, uh, I taught this class as a private class last year, and maybe and you know, maybe I'll teach net maybe I'll be able to teach at Twist and Jump next year because I got fifty people in my class and I did great. Uh, so it it's a good opportunity to to hone your skills as a teacher because honestly there are artists and there are teachers and that great artists aren't always necessarily great teachers. A lot of people do cross the line, especially the entertainers like we are. Most entertainers are better at presenting, so they're better at teaching. But there are a lot of people who are, you know, they, they need more skill. They need more practice at teaching before they can be at the twist and shot level. Let's talk a little bit about the talent that you you're bringing uh, to Twist and Shout 17. Sure. Oh, what do you want to know? Uh, <laughs> we've got a lot of varied talent, a lot of international talent this year. Um, this is a first that we have um, not one, but three Israeli instructors. Yeah. Uh, yourself, Zivi. We have Guy Schaefer. And uh, just announced the other day was Barack Dagan. I'm very excited to see because I, I love his work. Yes. Um, we also have Tony Twist from the UK. Um, and he's, also, he's being brought in by... Uh, by Qualitex. And uh, new for this year also is Christopher Lyle. Christopher Lyle is crazy, amazingly talented, and last year was his first year as a Twisted Shout attendee. And although it was only his first Twisted Shout, I was so impressed by what he does, by his style, by his demeanor and his attitude that um, when he put in an application, he put in a really good application with some really great classes. I'm like, yes, absolutely. In addition, we've got uh, Eric Weinstein, who's got amazingly cute, adorable blooms. Um, and one of my favorites of all time, and I know, I've known him for many, many years, is Buster Balloon. Um, Buster is a genius when it comes to balloons. He knows about marketing he knows the skill of twisting he knows the skill of entertaining an audience like like nobody else's business he is such a well-rounded performer and he's genuinely genuinely nice nice guy um just just a sweet sweet soul in his heart um in addition let's see um we have we just announced the other day tawny bubbles who has been coming to, to Twist and Shout and or T-Jam back when it was first, ever since the beginning. She's been to practically everyone. Um, and uh, I love her because she's just, she's a total package as well in, in the female form. She can do restaurant twisting. She can entertain. She can do crazy hats. She can do dresses. And she can do bikinis. 
go buy that bikini calendar. It is so cute. Oh, I, um, I just purchased three of them. And <laughs> I'll be picking them up uh, actually at float and bring them yep. home and then fly again to twist and shout. I actually bought five for the raffle. <laughs> so, but this, I think I might keep one for myself. Um, and there's a um, couple more instructions that we haven't even announced yet. So um, we, from Batelic, they are sponsoring Chad Johnson and Nate the Great Pepper, and they're going to team teach. So those guys are, are super sweet as well. And uh, we are also, we've been talking to Andrea Noel about coming to uh, teach at Twist and Shout because she is crazy smart. And, of course, if you've ever seen the competition pieces she puts into Twist and Shout, every single one of them from the uninflated to the large are always super amazing, really well thought out design-wise and, and just beautiful, beautiful stuff. So, you know, if you ever get a chance, you can go on Balloon HQ into the uh, event photos and look at some of the old um, Twist and Shout and TGM pictures from all the way back to the beginning. And you can see how far the, the sculptures have really come from just 15 years ago. It, it's amazing how much we have grown as, as twisters, but also, you know, as performers and as business people, which I think is really super. How come? How come we grow, we've grown so much? Oh, boy. Um, uh, I will blame the Internet first. Because back in the day, you had some books, you had some pamphlets by like R- Ralph Dewey and Marvin Hardy, uh, Roger Sale, I believe. And that was the only way you really had any idea of what, was, what could be made. But once the Internet started to gain hold and people got Internet access and could talk to each other via Balloon HQ and then later on via Facebook, the ideas started to go to get exchanged faster and faster. And uh, the faster those ideas go, the, the, you know, the faster we grow. But the, you know, the conventions help. The conventions helped a lot back before we had Internet. There was the um, International Balloon Arts Convention way back in the day, and a lot of twisters went to that. We all met each other. Uh, that's where I met Larry Moss um, and a bunch of other people. And so that's when we all started to know each other. And then we created our own convention. Uh, again, uh, the first Tea Jam, which was put on by Tom Myers, was in 1999. And I did Twist and Shout the next year. And Tom and I went back and forth for a couple of years. And then he didn't want any more. And I just kept it going. So technically, you know, 16, 17 years now that that we've been doing conventions. So the more you do things like this, the more people, you know, some people retire or go away or stop. But you always get new blood, new people coming in. And that's what keeps it fresh and exciting, too. But if you can make a living twisting and performing, then you're going to keep doing it because it certainly beats flipping burgers or sitting in a cubicle. I'm into that. <laughs> you know, I just, when I think about your lineup and my mind blows and I just want to stay in Florida with these people. And, you know, can you, can you make twist and shout longer this time oh goodness <laughs> it's already so much longer it used to be friday saturday sunday that's all it was at, at first and then we expanded onto thursday and now we're expanding onto wednesday the you know for the people who have jobs and families um and have to either you know get back to another business or their own business of, of performing to their restaurants to their birthday parties, you know maybe they can only come Wednesday Thursday Friday because they have to go back for weekend jobs, or maybe the weekend warriors who who have a regular nine to five job can only come maybe Friday Saturday Sunday. So I kind of like where it is now, and it it is a production. It's a lot of work. I actually you know need to arrive to the hotel on Sunday, even though the convention starts on Wednesday. So I'm there for over a week 
I get homesick too. <laughs> so I, I'm, I don't think I want to expand it any further. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having another convention, you know, somewhere halfway in between, but I don't think I've really gotten that far yet. You know, <laughs> if we did a, a convention, you know, halfway through the year, June, July, August, somewhere else or a little, you know, mini twist and shout or twist and shout light. That would be fun too. I just don't know that I have the ability considering, you know, my business that I have to take care of at home that I could do that. I'd love to maybe when I retire. Mm -hmm. I, I understand though why people are talking about staying up late and about you're not sleeping at all in twist and shout because you meet with so many talented people and you hang out with them and you have access to them and they are very approachable. All of those instructors, if you go to them in a jam room, they would love to help you. They would love to share their ideas. So I understand why people don't, don't sleep. It, you only see, you know, 300 of your closest friends once a year. And these people who come to the conventions, we all understand each other all the way down into our heart. As in, I understand your passion. I share your passion. Let's keep talking because when I go home, you know, I might have a spouse or a friend and they don't understand the passion. But you guys, you do. So we have to, we have to stay up and cram as much of this love and passion into this one weekend as we can. Yeah. Truly, truly uh, a, a huge gift for people to come to Twist and Shout and an amazing experience. Tell us what, what is different in Twist and Shout. Maybe someone is uh, considering not going to a few conventions next year, some of us, and they need to choose. So why Twist and Shout? Well, again, it is just balloon twisting and balloon entertaining. That is the first and primary reason that I would rather have you at Twist and Shout and not at a clown convention or not at a general children's entertainer convention. If you're serious about the balloons, if you want to go full-time but haven't had the chance yet, if you're just a regular entertainer who, needs, who feels the need to put balloons into your act because you think you want to spice it up, Again, if you have that passion that all you want to do is sit and play with balloons, great. If you want, if you're a, any, any twister, beginner, intermediate, advanced, and you want to get better at your craft, then you need to go somewhere where you're going to get a concentrated education. Um, that doesn't mean I love face painting, and I do face painting. I love clowning. I'm not a clown, but I, I appreciate the art, ventriloquism, magic. I, uh, I can appreciate all those disciplines, but if you want to get better at magic, you go to a magic convention. If you want to learn from a, a balloon twister, you should learn from somebody who is a full-time balloon twister making a living at this and not just a part-time. Um, that's one of the things I try to pride myself on. I try to get as many full-time entertainers as teachers because they really know they're not just kind of guessing at how to market or how to get the this show to book or how to close that sale these are people who are in the trenches day in and day out they have to make their living so it, you know it's a philosophy that i you know if you've got to learn from somebody who's actually doing it not from who's somebody who's just thinking about it yeah Some of the other conventions, well, I love them. Again, I, I, World Balloon is awesome. And I know, um, you know, the, the convention is really good. But again, in my opinion, they give you a little bit of everything and not such a crazy concentrated all in, you know. That, that's my differentiation, you know. The best teachers, the best classes – professionally put together in a structured form. Twister Shot is actually a very structured event. You know, during the day you have classes. At night you have events. In between, all that is vendors and the jam room. Um, so our, our events at night are 
the costume and dress competition, the stage competition. Nobody else has a stage performance competition except Twist and Shout. And it's been that way for years. Nobody else has the jam room that stays open this late. Um, so I, I kind of like that. I, I like how I've set it up. And now people kind of know what to expect. People have been there before. And this is how you go about it. This, and I fill your day. There is nothing there that you could want for. I, you know, if, if you leave the hotel, it's maybe to get some food. Other than that, I make you, this <laughs> sounds weird, I make you want to stay. I make you want to say, oh, I can't leave because there's this or that coming up that I've got to be here for. And, uh, but, you know, that doesn't mean you can't go down to the restaurant, have lunch, take a teacher to lunch, take his brain during lunch. That's one of the best things. Can I buy you a drink? Let's go down to the bar and talk about business. I have a question for you. That, that's the beauty of this convention is that, that we can do all of that stuff. And it just it's immersive, I guess. That's a great word for it, immersive. Yeah. How, how many instructors in total will you have? Um, generally, we have 10 to 12 instructors get on, in any given year. I think this year we're going to end up with 12 instructors. It doesn't sound like a lot, but each instructor, they teach two classes, but many of those classes get repeated once so that if you don't get to take Buster's class at 10 a.m. on Thursday morning, you will probably have another opportunity to take it, say, on Friday afternoon. So when you're planning out, when I, when I put the schedule together, you'll be able to kind of map out which classes you want, so you're not really going to miss anything that you feel you have to have. That sounds amazing. And so many talented people talk and rave about Twist and Shout, and it must be for a reason. The reason is that the, reason is that the friendship that is created between people in Twist and Shout is just amazing. As you said it, people share the same passion. If you ask me why people should go to Twist and Shout 17, I must also answer it's because of the actual content. The lineup that you formed, Patti Sorel, is just phenomenal. Very well-balanced lineup, in my point of view. Like, you can learn amazing uh, performance techniques. You can learn amazing uh, balloon skills, marketing skills, you know, and learn from people that are full-timers that make a living out of it and also very nice people, like people that are very friendly and approachable. Most balloon twisters and entertainers are very approachable. It's their nature. Um, you know, sometimes you, you find some performers can be a little, um, I don't know, above it or they think they're, they're above it. But if somebody thinks that they are all that and they've already figured everything out and they don't need to learn anymore, then they're not going to come anyway. So it's the people who always want to learn more. And, you know, as, as a balloon person, even though I'm a decorator, and I've been a decorator for 25 years, I still go to at least one convention every year because there's always something you're going to learn. You will... And if, if you open your mind to always thinking there's something more I can learn, there's something more I can know, then, we, you know, you will always have a fresh perspective. You will always have the love of what you do. And, and you will always be open to, to new pe- people coming into your lives, new friends. And, and, and that's the thing. They are all your friends as soon as you walk through the door. There are very few people who are bitter or enemies or rivals, you know, you will have people who are in the same market, but we're all friendly competitors. We're not rivals. We're not enemies. And it happens all the time that, you know, somebody in one neighborhood gets a call. They're already booked, but here, why don't you call my friend? So-and-so they might be able to help you and you pass jobs along. That's what makes friends. That's what makes a balloon community. And you even see that on, you know, on Facebook, you know, I've got a client looking for this job in this state, but I'm in another state, I'm in another country, can you, who can help them? Um, and that's what a community does, is they help each other like that. 
I mean, we're helping each other in business. We're helping each other twist better balloons. We're helping each other, you know, take care of problem clients. How do I approach this person? Because they want something that I don't do. They want something free that I can't give for free because I need to buy my child sneakers. Um, so I think all of that helps to, to make this community special. So if someone wants to register, uh, how much will it cost now and till when? And what should people do? All right. You want to go to www.balloonconvention.com. That's our website. It gives you all the information you need. It's got the instructors. It's got some background. It's got all the competition rules. Um, and it's got a link to the registration page. Registration is all done online. So you can register and pay <clears throat> online. You can even do just a partial payment now and pay the rest later. Um, for now, until Christmas Day, which is December 25th, the price is $349 U.S. dollars. And after that, for the rest, until the convention starts, the price is $399. And even if you just walk in that day, you will not pay more than $399. That is it. Um, I think for five days, I think that's a crazy bargain. Um, it includes um, the free, all the free jam room samples. It includes um, your banquet dinner. Does not cost extra. We also give you free lunch on Friday. So that, that's a, a nice bonus for everybody. Um, and the competitions do not cost any extra. Um, that's one thing that I will do my best to keep in place forever and ever. I don't think competing should ever cost money. And does it include anything else? I don't know. All, all of the hobnobbing and fun that you can pack into five days. Yeah, I feel like it's an amazing bargain. Uh, like I've been experimenting uh, a couple of weeks ago with creating an event with just four instructors and the cost of, you know, flying people over, hotels, uh, renting the place, food, uh, all of those things. Uh, eventually, our event was small and intimate and, you know, had to cost uh, 500 bucks and it was only three days with not as many instructors. So uh, paying only yeah. 350 around, around 350 or even 400, it's, it's still uh, an amazing investment in your business. It is, and that's what a lot of people who are just starting and twisting and they want to get better and they want to be a full-timer, they don't understand a cost versus an investment. Because, you know, the cost of doing business is your costumes and your balloons and your pumps. But the investment that you take from Twist and Shout, you know, you're going to spend the $400, but you're probably going to increase your skills so much that either you're, you're going to get more customers or you're going to be able to raise your prices on the customers that are going to be coming back to you. And, and that one investment, even if you only go one year, is going to last you many, many years. So you break up $400 into 10-year span, that's $40 a year. That's nothing. So, but most people want to come back because once they get into this tribe of people, the love they have is like, I've, I've you know, I've got to go back. I've got to learn more. I've got to share more. And, um, it, you know, here in America, it's a tax-deductible business expense. So you get to write off that in the hotel and the airfare off your taxes and your meals while you're there. So why wouldn't you? If you have the time and you have that money to invest in yourself and in your business, then it is, is something that is, is a no-brainer to us. Yeah, yeah. I want to touch one final point before we wrap up because... We're almost running out of time. And that is a little bit, you know, a gentle topic. And that is, in, you know, back to where we started the interview, uh, talking about uh, the, the amazing responses over the internet and in the community for uh, the tragic news about Royal. Um, how do you want people to behave when they come to Twist and Shout 17? Well, 
they need to give me a hug. <laughs> I will happily take all hugs. Um, I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. And yes, I'm going to cry some more. Um, I know what he has done for balloon twisters across this planet. Um, he started twisting in the late 80s um, and got really good in the early 90s. And um, even with with our videos that were put out so long ago and him teaching, we ta taught at the first T-Jam in 1999. And there are concepts that he has developed that people actually forget that he developed them, but they're using them. There are philosophies that he came up with or he, he brought to the twisters that they're now using and think nothing of how good they might dress when they're at an event. Because Roy was just, just a great dresser. He always looked super sharp. But I don't, I don't want them to, to come say, I'm sorry for your loss. You know, I want somebody to come and tell me how Royal affected their life or Royal affected their business or something Royal might have said to them to make them feel special. That's the kind of stuff, that's a legacy. And even if you can't get to twist and shout and you can't say that to me in person, feel free to you know, put it on Facebook or Twitter, you know, Royal, Royal is not the most um, technologically savvy person. He, he didn't know what a hashtag was, but he has one. It's hashtag remembering Royal. Um, so, and I'm, I will put up a page on twist and shout, which I haven't gotten to yet that with some photos and some quotes, but, you know, tell me, tell me how, what, what Royal meant to you. That's what I want to know. That's, that's what will make me happy. Yeah. So uh, I definitely, you know, send hugs already. Thank you. Here and now. And I wish I had the chance of uh, meeting with him. Royal's favorite color was red. I would love it if everyone would wear just a touch of red at the banquet in honor of Royal. And that would be on the last day? Saturday night. Saturday night. So, will there be anything special in terms of the gala event? Or... I don't know yet. I haven't planned that far in advance. Okay. Uh, I have to see what happens. Okay. But uh, I feel like, you know, for the listeners out there, that there are many of them that are going to attend Twist and Shout. We all want to, you know, to know that. So, we want to know that you are accepting hu our hugs and we'll bring it on and <laughs> we want to share those stories and people just now we know we also share, we share with each other too yeah yeah thank you we will and red bring red people bring just something. a little go crazy <laughs> yeah like i'm wearing my red tie right now uh -huh. but uh, i'll bring something red something else okay. red. so uh Patty Sorel, I take my hat off for your strengths, for your dedication, for our art. I feel honored of being a twister and knowing that people in this world care about balloons as much as I do and, and care about balloons and share the passion of balloons and think big about our industry, about the professionalism of what we can be. I feel that you and Royal as well are visionaries. You were able to see, in a way, into the future of us, of all of us, balloon artists and twisters and performers, and you were able to, to gather us together and to allow us the opportunity to be friends and close friends and life friends. I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do and thank you for for the interview. My pleasure. So I will be seeing you soon in Twist and Shout and I encourage people go to the balloonconvention.com and uh, register there or just go to the balloonartistpodcast.com and press the Twist and Shout 
tab and you'll get all the details of the Balloon Artist podcast promotion for Twist and Shout. Uh, so thank you again, Patty, and see you next week, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the interview with Patty Sorel. I'm really looking forward to meeting you there. If you're on the fence and you need an extra push, then you need to know the prices of registering to Twist and Shout is going to go up in the 25th of December. Even with the full price, I feel it is a really good bargain to go in Twist and Shout. But if you need just one small more perk, then go to the balloonartistpodcast.com website. In the TNS tab, uh, you will be seeing a coupon code. If you use this code when you register to Twist and Shout, you can win many prizes. And one of them is even full registry for the MAPC course, which opens at the summer of 2017. I'm really excited about this promotion, and I think that it will help you in your business. I hope to meet with you in Twist and Shout. I'll be seeing you in the gym. I'll be seeing you in classes, and even for some of you, I'll be seeing you in the master class. Thank you for listening for the Balloon Artist Podcast, and I'll see you next week again. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Season 3, Chapter 10, The Tip Section. I want to recommend to you about a balloon cutter, which is Matt Falloon's balloon cutter. I saw the movie that explains the balloon cutter of Matt Falloon, and I was impressed. But it was only in the Israeli event when Matt Falloon was instructing in Israel, where I saw how smart this balloon cutter and most importantly how it saves time ever since i purchased my balloon cutters from matt falloon i've been really enjoying faster cutting of balloons it looks very professional to people that look at you and i also was able to match the color to the color of my shirt so that was fun uh, if you want to check it out, go to the balloonartistpodcast.com and there's a link there to more details about the Matt Falloon cutter. It's, it's uh, actually being uh, distributed by JJ, the balloon guy in Australia, and by Lorinda from Continental Sail. I hope you have a great time. Merry Christmas, people. Gosh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and, you know, Happy Hanukkah. And see you next year in the Balloon Artist Podcast. <laughs>